All right, hello everyone. Um, I'm here in Sunnyville, California, which is one of the offices we operate the company from. And we've got offices around the country, around the world. Um, this is a technology office, primarily it's an engineering lab. And it is some something that we formed a few years back as we were growing in the e-commerce space. But what's happened over the last few years is e-commerce has really turned into commerce as the customer has led the U.S. and, and other markets on the world through this big digital transformation. I want to start with where you grew up, when you decided you wanted to get into tech, where you went to school, and then your journey, how it led to a career in technology at Walmart. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm originally from a small island called Penang. It's in Malaysia. And the um, thing about Penangites is we love to eat. So people will be surprised, but I can probably out-eat a lot of people. Oh, really? Yes, that I sounds can. like a challenge. Okay. It is a challenge. Um, so Wait, what's the what's the food? What is like um, the, the, the food, food there? Uh, there's there's a noodle dish, chakwitiao. It's um, the best in the world, and okay. people actually come from other parts of Malaysia and Singapore on the weekends just to go up to Penang to eat. So it's that kind of a place. The noodle, yeah. I lived in China a few years, and I didn't know until I moved there. Every city oh, yeah. province has its own noodle. Oh yeah. And, and some I thought were really different, and some I couldn't tell, and probably because I wasn't from there, but it's, yeah. a, it's an important part it's of culture. It's a religious thing. It is, yeah, <laughs> yes. right. Yes. Um, but I went from Penang, and then my family moved to Singapore, mm -hmm. um, to, mostly for education, and Singapore is a good school system. Right. Um, right. So I did a bunch of my schooling there, and then I came to the U.S. to come to college. Um, so I've been in the States since college days, came here as a foreign student, stayed on, did my master's, and then started working. And, and where did you go to school? Uh, I went to MIT for my undergrad, and then I came to Stanford for graduate school. And Just I've... a small little technical college in the yes. Boston area. Yes, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, Un underplaying it, but it's a great school, hard to get into, produces some of the world's best engineers, yeah. physics, and anything to do with STEM. I've just been in the area since, kind of went to grad school, and I probably live within five miles of you know, the Stanford campus, um, right. but I've been here ever since. So we're talking about um, Northern California, mm -hmm. Silicon Valley. Um, if you haven't been here, it probably could mean a lot of things to you. Mm -hmm. But when I started coming here, I recognized that it is the center in some in, in some industries for technology mm -hmm. sure. and innovation. But it's it's just a great bunch of hardworking people who are trying to make a difference, yeah. which is not unlike associates all around our company, sure. whether you work in a store, a distribution center, fulfillment center, in the home office in Bentonville. We've just got hundreds in this in this location, a few thousand people who are trying to make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the thing, right? We're trying to serve the same customer, right? And it's trying to get the best product to our customer. Um, and, and we're doing it a little bit different way. You know, obviously we're using technology, but but it's all about serving the customer. And the thing that's really wonderful about Walmart, you know, first I think for engineers, it's you want to work on interesting problems and things that challenge you. And you think about the Walmart scale. I mean, it doesn't get more challenging than that, right? And right. the amount of data you have to work with. So you have folks who come in and they're just really excited about being able to do that and serve the customer. And and the nice thing also about serving the customer is, you know, for us, it's it's pretty much everybody, isn't it, that lives in the States. And I was telling you, my... We do something, and my I get a call from my mother. It's like, I like this, or I didn't like it, usually. Yes, you get, <laughs> get a lot of feedback. Yes, I get a yeah. lot of feedback. Um, I get a lot of feedback. I'm sure you do. We all do. Right? It's part of it. Yeah, and so I think, for again, for technologists, it's a lot of it's just how, you know, getting to be able to see that impact, and it's a very direct mm -hmm. impact that you can drive, right? You do something, and then you roll it out, you know, pretty much everybody in the U.S. gets to experience it in some way, and you get to see that um, mm -hmm. feedback. And so that's the, the cool part about working on it. You know, the interesting thing for me, I, I um, 
I didn't work in technology, studied it some when I was young and in college, but then I, I moved into marketing and then retail management and, and somewhat came out of the field and came back into it. What, what I find so fascinating, not only because it moves so fast and I'm curious and love to learn, but you, know, you just said something about feedback. Your, your mom may call, mm-hmm. someone may call you, but also data oh, yeah. in the space tell, gives you a lot of feedback. And sometimes you know that customers, and customers can be associates as well, mm-hmm. Absolutely. the users, they start telling you things and you can see it sometimes before people even realize they need to even call. So right. tell us what that's like. Yeah, so I think that's actually, I mean, you, you, you hit it on the head, right? I mean, just the ability to have that strong feedback loop, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of what we do, we want to make sure whenever we do anything, we release something to to the field. We want to make sure we are testing, iterating, but also means that we're instrumenting it in a way that we can collect that feedback. And even more powerfully, if we can do that and collect that feedback before, say, the associates get time to call in or, or complain about something, if we already can see where it's trending, we can and feed it back into the system. Mm-hmm. You know, we can learn and, and iterate and, and actually get a better product out faster, right? So that that loop is kind of closed. And I think that's what we've been trying to do more and more is just making sure that we have that ability to have that very close feedback loop. Um, and really, it's just to make sure that we can generate, iterate faster and get better products faster, right, to our customers as well as to our associates who are serving our customers. That's right. And, and with the locations you have, you've got offices in, in uh, obviously, California, yeah. where we are today, but just have offices in, in India, Bentonville, yeah. Virginia. Reston, yep. So when we talk about chasing the sun, Mm-hmm. in development. Yeah. What do we mean? What do you mean by that? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. We've got associates in a lot of different time zones, right, across mm-hmm. the U.S. And, um, you know, obviously we've done that for also we've got really great talented people in, in, in different parts of the, the globe. And we are trying to make sure that we leverage that. And um, so, yes, the team in India, when we look at our support model for operations, right, we've got a team here, we've got a team in India, they hand off. And so we can make sure that there, there are folks that are going to be looking after us when, when the U.S. team is asleep and, and, and vice versa. You've got this 24-hour cycle, and I want to talk about how you have been able to do that and also be a mother. I know you play tennis. Um, you're interested in girls who code. So you've got a life, mm-hmm. and you've been able to balance this for a number of years and, and raise kids. So how do you, how do you balance it all? Yeah, you know, I think some of it is certainly um, asking for help and, and delegating um, is, is is an important skill set. I think we all need to learn how to do. You know, you want to make sure you empower, pick good people, empower them to to do that. But it is balance, right? Yeah. And and you've got to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. And and at the end of the day, one thing you said is really important. You're not afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Some people are just afraid to ask for help because they're afraid it may make them look yeah. like they may not be confident, they have the answer, but I spend half my life, I think, asking for help, and mm-hmm. it's, it's okay, we're all here together, yeah. support each other. So so when did you figure out it's okay to ask for help? Huh. And not feel like yeah. you, you, know, you have yeah. to take on everything yourself and have to be right all the time? Yeah, no, I think it was, you know, I think maybe I've just been wired that way, but, you know, think for me, trying to do as much as you can, and you realizing that, you know, I can actually do more if, if there were certain things I got help on, and there's certain things, I think for me too, is realizing there's certain things I'm not really that good at, and I can probably delegate and get much better help and do it much better with somebody else than for me to do it. And so I think maybe it's that self-realization. It's like, I'm really not good at this, and I'm not really good at that, so let's get better experts to help me in this, and let me try to focus on areas where I think I can add better value. What are the things you think in the uh, technology environment 
that are emerging um, that'll affect the way we we shop and we transact in retail. Yeah, so I think certainly you know there have been um, a lot of advancements. You, know, you talk about voice commerce, right, mm-hmm. and a lot of the experiences and how how customers will experience the shopping. I think that's going to continue to improve, and I think we need to kind of get ahead of it and 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 sort of be aware of those advancements and and stay really close um, in those areas. The other one is you know. You know, we've talked about a lot of AI and ML. Mm-hmm. I think we continue to really need to kind of invest in that space. And there's a lot of areas where we could use the the pra- you know the practical applications of AI and ML that mm-hmm. are, are plentiful. The thing that people don't always realize is that Walmart actually uses a lot of artificial intelligence and machine learning, and there's even more applications. Mm-hmm. And it's very real and very practical. And that's the part that I think people can get really excited about, right? We talk about in-stock assistant and what we were able to do there and how it's making you know, our associates more productive and it's doing a good job in terms of helping us with our PI problems as well. And these are very real problems that you can apply some really interesting tech to, right? So, That's right. You're trying to use natural language processing, um, artificial intelligence and machine learning, not to replace no, the work that our augment, people do, but yeah. to augment, to make yeah. it easier. Yeah. to streamline things, take friction out. Yeah. Well, Fiona, thank, thank you for everything. Thanks for the impact you're making. It's really inspiring, and thanks for what you do. Thank you.